Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? Number 91, it's the film of the game you haven't heard of. Um, Being the non-gamer Wait. here. being the What? The... There's a game? <laughs> yes, this is a video <laughs> game movie. <laughs> <laughs> I only figured this out 10 minutes ago looking at the <laughs> page, having watched the director's cut of the movie. Whoa. Yeah, three hour, almost three hour version, which was interminable. 13 I... extra scenes. I thought the two hour seven minute one was pretty good length. I didn't I, pre- like I, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it. this film. It was fine. Yeah. Like, but... It had the stath in it. I never don't enjoy the stath. Yeah. Long, I mean how long <laughs> I, want... Luke? I mean it was an impressive I was the two hour seven minute one. Okay. But, but yeah. as we've discovered on this podcast, even good films like very rarely need to be three hours long. <laughs> yeah. I mean I... Uh, yeah, Statham Statham has my vote for king. If that's ever a thing where you can vote for the king of England from another country, mm-hmm. yeah. he has that awesome boomerang, which is like the coolest part of the movie, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> is that he uses the boomerang effectively, and it's I don't know, that's like a weapon you don't get often. And it's great. <laughs> oh, this is our guest. Wait, uh, should we introduce ourselves first? No, do the guest the first. Guest. That's exciting. Guest first, Phil Freeman. How are you? I'm doing great. How's how's everyone out there in the internet world? Pretty good. I built an air, air conditioning bubble for myself, as I can tell Luke has as well. So that's that's yeah. fun. Oh yeah, of course. It's real like, hot you think I'm gonna stay here without my air conditioning on? <laughs> uh, since I live in a weird like ramshackle house and one of my roommates is like six foot seven, it's just always cold here. And and it's America where there's just central heat just Do tall people make things it. cold. Uh, he's bigger, so I think that makes him want he's it colder. Yeah, he's closer uh, to God. He's more like uh, a god. Okay, like a king. He's a frost giant. Yes, um, like a frost giant. Luke, can we get you to swear allegiance to Burt Reynolds or Jason Statham? I'll, I'll swear allegiance to Jason Statham any day of the week. Okay, how about seventies Burt on the bear rug? Nude. Will you swear allegiance to that Burt Reynolds? Maybe. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's not very English, I guess, though. <laughs> I, I, I like that none of the Americans even really tried to put on English accents in this film. <laughs> Why should yeah, you? Yeah, like, it's a fantasy land. Why bother? I think I want to. I want to swear allegiance to Italian sorcerer Ray Liotta. Yeah, I was going to say Ray Liotta couldn't be more out of place, but that's he's, like the best part of it. Yeah, he was dressed. He was dressed impeccably and was always just flying around and had kind of semi cool CGI shit flying around all the time. So. How familiar are you guys with the tradition of the British pantomime? Uh, so pantomime yeah. is just like a theater production that's put on by like an amateur dramatics company, usually around Christmas time or so. Um, like very cheesy, very cheapo. They'll get like some mid-level celebrity will come in and play like the main villain or something. That's exactly what Ray Liotta was in this film. He was a pantomime villain. 
I can go for that. All right. So now we got yeah. our, our guests introduced. I guess we should get the rest. It's Films and Filth. It's in the name of the king today. I'm Matt. I'm Luke. I'm Mark. And I, yeah, everything's in reverse today, isn't it? That's kind of cool. I like that. It's it's opposite day. But but I think all of us do did like legitimately enjoy watching this movie. Um, here's well, my... again, opposite day. This is one of the filth <laughs> list that I would put yeah. above several of our films so far. <laughs> This is the only film so far where I was doing something else while I was watching it. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. This is super cool. I'm going to fast rewind a couple of minutes and then sit down and watch it full screen. Here is my thesis on this. Um, of course, there's Uwe Boll's reputation, which is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, although, hey, you know, well, it looks it looks this- fun here. But but my main thesis is if this were three or four episodes, depending on which version you watched of a 90s syndicated TV show, everyone will remember this with, like, very fondly. (laughs) I think because it was going up against Lord of the Rings, and that's kind of how it was pitched, I believe, and that's kind of where you get the similar scenes and, like, a lot of the helicopter shots, and maybe that's why people took it so harshly. But I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you could release this on streaming now, and people would not, like, would shrug, oh, that's pretty good. Like the the fact that this is considered one of the worst movies ever is pretty insane to me because it's competent on most levels. And then like the cast alone is like John Reese Davis Davis is in it is in this. Like it's pretty insane. Like yeah, the cast many, like, blew my mind. This is one of the best casts we've seen, period, so far. I think it in- doesn't use that cast very well. You're not getting the best <laughs> no, performances no. out of any of these guys. <laughs> That's true. To be fair. But like, I, Jason Statham on on like five on on level five is still better than I don't know most of the most, most on whoever 10, is yeah. better than Jason Patrick. I mean, you know, yeah. Um, I was talking to Luke and and my coworker yesterday. I was talking about the cast of this movie, and she was like, "Did the, did he blackmail him?" So <laughs> no, it's just this is a huge tax shelter. So it's yeah. like when you when you have a ton of money and you're moving it around in certain ways, you can just move it into people's bank accounts, Burt Reynolds' bank account. I, I think I've already said this on podcast, but that's what that's what needs to happen in these press conferences when Warner Brothers, like you know, scuttles Batgirl or Paramount scuttles Star Trek Prodigy. They need to have the tax returns like in the press conference and like no, look <laughs> at these numbers seriously. <laughs> We're not stupid. You are stupid if you do not go along with these numbers. <laughs> You need to just let Uva Bull recut all those movies and release them. <laughs> but, um, seriously, the the uh, but the standout to me was Matthew Lillard as best. Yeah. The best I could describe it as someone who did a ton of cocaine and is having a stroke the entire time. He was incredible. Evil like, Shaggy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He, I could not keep, take my eyes off of him. He was amazing. Um, I guess we're already talking about the cast, but uh, I. People may legitimately listen to this without watching the movie, and we're saying now you probably actually should watch it. Maybe the shorter cut, but uh, you probably should. But if if not, Mark, are you ready to catch folks up on on what happens in this movie? Sure. Okay. All right. A man named Farmer is out farming in his farm because he loves farming. Suddenly, a group of orcs, I mean Krugs, attack Farmer's farm. It is revealed that the Krugs are controlled by an Italian wizard named Galleon. They abduct Farmer's wife, Solana, and murder his son. After burying his son's corpse, Farmer goes out on a quest for revenge with his friend, Norik. It turns out that Galleon is also conspiring with the king's psychotic nephew, Fallow, to usurp the throne and also siphoning magic from Miriella, daughter of Merrick, who is the king's mage. 
Fallow has his sights set on the throne and gets impatient, so he takes two-thirds of the army after and leaves after failing to have the king poisoned. Later, meanwhile... Oh, sorry, I did a bad job with these. <laughs> meanwhile, Farmer and his party have teamed up with forest nymphs who help them fight their way out of the forest, and then Merrick senses Farmer while he's wounded and brings him to meet the king, where he reveals that Farmer is the king's long-lost son, a fact that neither of the men knew. There is then a huge battle between the king's army and the Krugs, and Fallow takes advantage of the confusion to mortally wound the king in the battle. As the king lays dying, he accepts Farmer as his son and heir, so Farmer will no longer be able to live a farmer's life anymore. His name is actually Camden, a much more normal name. Uh, Commander Terish of the king's army challenges Fallow to a duel and is totally destroying him, but right before he gets the killing blow, he's informed that the king is dead, so he can't kill Fallow because Fallow is the new king. But then both men find out that the new king is actually Farmer, who nobody knew about until just then. Everyone pledges their loyalty to Farmer, and then he will never get to farm again. Soon they will put their revenge rescue justice blast uh, plan in motion. Merrick distracts Galleon so Farmer can sneak in. Uh, Merrick is murdered by a bunch of swords that are made into particles that all stab him at the same time. Farmer has a sick magic sword battle with Galleon and Solana stabs him to death and Farmer cuts his throat. Farmer tells Solana he loves her. The end. So I motion that from here on out, it's 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 magician Ray Liotta and, and Gandalf John Reese Davies and, and so on. <laughs> okay. Burt Reynolds, because I'm not, uh, yeah, Reynolds. Manic, Pixie Dream, Lily Sablecki, and uh, so on. <laughs> yeah. There's even a Dollar General Legolas in this movie. Like, that one dude is obviously <laughs> supposed to be their yeah. Legolas. But he's, like, very not <laughs> that at all. And a Terminator. We haven't even gotten to Ron Perlman yet. Like, I mean, he's not really acting much in this, yeah, but he just needs Terminator. to show up. I mean, Ron Perlman. This is a um, beast. This is Transformers movie, not Transformers. Monster Hunter movie. Ron Perlman. Is this a better? Just like he wanted to turn movie? up, wear his costume, piss about. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised Nicolas Cage isn't in this. Like, it seems like it, his wheelhouse. Maybe he wasn't quite doing this stuff yet, but this feels like his wheelhouse. For Probably disappointed that he's not in it. Yeah. He's doing Seeds of the Witch, which is like very comparable to this movie in a lot of ways. I wonder maybe if that's Nick, on the list. Maybe Nick Cage had outstanding warrants in Germany at the time or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably owns a castle probably, there. Probably car stuff, you know? Probably has to do with, with cars. He drove a car on the right side of the road and then they like tried to arrest him. I think in Germany you do drive on the right side of the yeah, road. Yeah, it's just, it's just Britain and Japan that drive on the other side of the road from you guys. Hmm. Okay. So you I saw there was... Oh, in Australia, maybe. There was some picture on the internet that was like some country switching from the left to the right side of the road for the first time and it just had cars everywhere. I don't know which country that was. It was like Italy or something. India's left hand of the road because they used to be part of the empire. Yep. So, okay. As far as roads, um, did, did we spit out all the actors we needed to at least like once so far that's why i screamed ron perlman because we missed him and um oh so uh, solana there there's a character name what, what is the actress's name again claire forlani thank you i don't um, know why her i know her basquiat yeah I, I, she's familiar i know her for some reason her her um face her name face sticks name does not so oh, oh and mall rats also there we go that's the big hit that's where that's i definitely the one. remember yes that's the one <laughs> 
She didn't have a lot to do, but she was good. So who who is acting in this? I think we've decided Matthew Lillard is actually Matthew doing some Lillard. acting, weirdly enough. Um, yeah. Ray, it was like Ray Liotta was... He, was he, he wasn't fun. trying to do the accent, but he was getting into it. It was just like mm. a weird thing where his voice wasn't mixed loud enough or something like that. Well, because he was in that weird mystical nether space. Everything goes like this. You don't know what kind of power you can get. It was like that. It's like... Uh, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, yeah, he was in like the New York dimension. Yeah, it's like a good fella doing magic. He looked great in this. He just was dressed so cool, and he was always just like, <laughs> didn't, didn't he just pass away like this year? Yes, his last movie that? was Cocaine Bear. No, okay. I thought he has one more coming out. Even oh yeah, but I, I think. Uh, but yeah, he had like five movies come out posthumously. Yeah, um, I think Cocaine Bear was the last one he made, but the new one coming out was made before that. But he he looked kind of rough in Cocaine Bear. Like yeah. he didn't seem like he was doing that good. It's a no, good movie though. Seems like a you know, it's a Cocaine Bear. You you won't do well around yeah. Cocaine Bear. I assume I haven't seen it yet. So I mean that's not why he didn't look good, but you know you could say that. You could just say that. Um, the bear so gave him cocaine. So he's yeah. not acting, but he's having fun. Okay, so Matthew yeah. Lillard acting. But, he's having he's, fun. He's having a lot of fun and also yeah. acting. John Reese Davies is given like every line way more gravitas than it deserves. I feel like he's really giving it. But I, I feel like he could do that in sleep. So I don't know. I was about to say he he never phones <laughs> it in, right? He, I mean, I think yeah. yeah, he and um a couple of other people on the King side of things were. I mean, I was surprised how seriously Burt Reynolds seemed to be taking it. I mean, he was, yeah, you know, you think he would have had a little bit of swarm though. He was missing a little bit of swagger right, that you expect from a Burt Reynolds, you know. I mean, he's the king though. He was a good king. You can be a king think. with swagger. What about Mel Brooks? It's good to be the king. It's, yeah, it's good know. to be. <laughs> I think Jason Statham. He was giving as much of a performance as he ever gives. I think Jason Statham understands that some films are good and some films are bad. He just turns up and does the film. Like, it's, I think he, yeah. he's such a. He seems like such a this is my day job kind of guy. Yeah. Like, he's like, well, they want me to shut up and do these scenes and have these lines. Okay. Like he has no concept of like, oh, this one's cheese and this one's a good film. It's just like, no, it's done up. I say some tough guy things in my London accent. I kill a few monsters. Yeah, pose and look cool. I mean, that's that's the thing, is you hear you hear stories about people who are in huge bands and then they happen to play shows with like three people and then they kind of like just give the, the show their lives because they're they're just having fun with it and that's kind of the mm -hmm. vibe i get from him too which is very likable mm -hmm. he also what has is... really comedic timing if you ever see him in i think he's spy but some other movies as well like he's actually, oh yeah yeah he can be a really funny guy like he understands that like you know well he started off doing the guy richie stuff so that makes sense yeah i mean jason yeah. stated them as a, an absolute legend of pat i don't know how true any of it is Apparently, when he was hired for his first movie, like Guy Ritchie just met him, like actually selling stolen watches on a London street corner. <laughs> All right. And prior to that, he was like an Olympic diver. That's why he's so, like, you know, wow. ripped. All right. <laughs> I think the first yeah, thing Statham's I saw him real was one. Transporter. I don't, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I remember him becoming big. Crank. Uh, that's around this time. That's a great one. Yeah. Crank, Crank. is amazing. Crank, Crank is incredible. Lock, yeah. Lock Two smoking barrels blew my mind when I was. Crank two, he was dead. He got better. 
<laughs> yeah, even though I did have to watch that with subtitles, and I think that's about the only British movie where I've like I can't I need subtitles for this. <laughs> Not Snatch. Didn't need it for the other guy. Richie. No, didn't need it for Snatch. Okay. You are. You don't know what we're trying, you slag. <laughs> I mean, I guess the whole point is you're not supposed to understand Brad Pitt anyway, but <laughs> yeah, and also he's American, so I think yeah, that like, makes it like so no matter what what he does, I can kind of understand him. But he's damned if he does, he damns if he doesn't. So he did something else. <laughs> There's always yeah. a third option. That's right. Um. So what what is Prime Statham territory? Is it nowish with the Fast and Furious movies? Is it is it he's, he's pretty, pretty is, yeah, he's kind of it is. I mean, I guess if you want him in good films, then yeah, it's when he was doing all the gangster stuff. If you want him just at his peak star, it probably is now. The he's got Meg. the fast movies, he's just uh, he's got <laughs> the second Meg coming out. <laughs> I mean I think Fighting he was kind of the Fighting I think the Samurai Samurai sword, you can't really beat that. Like as far as you know, big blockbuster movies. Phil, did you and I go see Expendables together? I feel like that was a thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, at least a couple of them. Th- those are those movies that like should be way cooler than they are. And just, yeah, <laughs> I thought the first <laughs> one was a lot better than the second. I didn't see the third, but like, but he had the best one of the best lines I've ever heard anybody deliver in the first Expendables, where he's just like dressed as a priest and then he says i now pronounce you man and knife and then tries to stab a guy (laughs) (laughs) i have a soft spot for the second one because that is the last movie i saw in a theater that was definitely on film like in Hmm. the theater like being projected on film and not digitally so you know had the last movie i remember seeing cigarette burns on and that sort of stuff huh i I liked the first one i liked the second one I lent my friend the second one on DVD and never got it back and then stubbornly refused to watch the third one until he gives me my DVD. <laughs> I think everyone <laughs> Who knows if he still has it. I think everyone stubbornly refused to watch the third one. <laughs> I mean, I've been against it. Apparently we got a fourth one coming. That's right. So I, I heard the fourth one was like Stallone is in it for five minutes because he didn't want to. It's something like he didn't like the direction it was going. So he tried to back out of it, but he had to be in it a little bit. Like, Isn't that I also think... what happens with Creed? Uh-huh. Yeah, Creed? Something, something's going on it... with him. I don't know what's going on. He's a quitter. But... That's what's going on. But apparently Creed 3 is amazing. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, and, well, and the last film I saw that was like Stallone's directive vision was um, Last Blood, which is like a heinous movie. So maybe yeah, I, I don't want to do... I don't want to see the things that he would prefer to be doing. Phil and I did see that. It was like pretty funny when he killed all those guys, but yeah. Just, yeah, but it's, it was like... But it's insanely <laughs> racist. But around the time he chops that one guy's head off and throws it out the truck, it starts to get pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like the way it depicts Mexico is like the most right racist thing I've seen in a like mainstream movie in a long time. It's just like every yeah. street corner is just like you're gonna get your kidney stolen or whatever. I don't know. It's just the the most stereotypical American <laughs> fear mongering bullshit. But yeah, it, it's pretty terrible. But he, he went insane with the gore and like a lot of his later movies, like the Rambo he made, where he's just in, uh, I, where is that, like Cambodia? The Rambo before this, the fourth yeah. one? Yeah, yeah that yeah. was good. <laughs> I <laughs> love that one. That was good. That was good. <laughs> he um, just got obsessed with like carving up flesh and being covered in like lots of gristle and gore, I guess. That's the last one I, I saw. I guess he just realized he's allowed to do this stuff now and he's like making the most of it. <laughs> right on. Yeah. That, that was some. Um, 
it was almost like that movie was almost like watching somebody eventually like have sex because it's just he's just sad and then he's sad and then he just like explodes with rage at the end <laughs> and then and then he's done See, what Rocky, i love about that fun is it seems to have like the moral message is that you have to learn that violence is good because there's <laughs> that like group of priests who are like refusing to fight and by the end one of them beats a man to death with a rock and it's like <laughs> oh he's learned his lesson from rambo violence does solve problems see in rocky he wanted to rip out someone's trachea and they were like, "You can't do that. You're wearing boxing gloves." And he's like, "I can make it happen." Well, well, doesn't he isn't does rip first out blood is in Rambo? <laughs> yeah, I mean, doesn't first blood have no death in it? Like no There's one, one death in it. There's one death. One guy dies. He falls out of the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Isn't, so isn't like Rambo, Rambo is supposed to die as well. Like that's the, the, I think in the book so. and I think in the ending they originally filmed. Yeah, yeah, but then they wouldn't have gotten so many. Sequels they realized it has whatever. sequel potentials, so they didn't. How about the violence in this movie? Maybe it was my director's cut, but the final battle did go on way, way, way too long. Maybe they added. Yeah, it scenes. was your director's cut. Okay. The um, battles I thought it was in this cute. featured actual stuntmen on actual sets. So I loved yeah. it. Because yeah, I haven't I could seen tell... that in forever. <laughs> I could visually keep track of everything that was going on, every named character I knew. I could see what they were doing. I could see when Ron Perlman died. You know, of like, I could tell when visually when the guy got lit on fire and catapulted into a tree, <laughs> catching the tree on fire, which fucking ruled. Yeah, it was um I was pretty good. Like there was some sword stuff that didn't quite connect the way it was supposed to, but I didn't care. It's like it's it was overall very enjoyable to watch. I guess maybe Bowl is like maybe good at nuts and bolts. Like like we've said, there's so much different varieties of acting it seems he's not really giving much direction there but yeah yeah as far as set pieces he does i mean he's at least got a you know you want to you want to make that tax return look good right so <laughs> i guess there's even um, some like almost like wujai kind of like kung fu moments with like ninjas and stuff and he does a decent job of the blocking and everything of that usually that isn't handled that well by <laughs> white people but he he did a pretty good job with like all that like all the bouncing off of trees and all the silly kind of like when they're traveling under the ground that was pretty insane like uh i loved all that kind of old school kung fu movie uh stuff you would interject in there i mean what are some other things that came out like aroundish this time a year or two earlier was the third pirates which was incomprehensible at least to me yeah, um, i didn't even see it Chris, crystal skulls around this time where you get mutt williams yeah. you know having to fight cgi monkeys which a crystal isn't... skull where every single scene that was supposed to be tense and dramatic was just them on chairs in front of a green screen while some stuff vaguely happened behind them i got reenact well, transformers sorry transformers, transformers is actual good year. action though yeah I think Transformers is better. Transformers than gets lumped in as being comprehensible and bad, but it's not. When Luke and well, I rewatched the second one a few years ago, I was like, "Oh man, I do like this." Because in the theater, I was definitely like, mm. "But uh, watching it again, I, I I quite enjoyed the second one even." So uh, it might have. It's like he. The only things that are fake in all those shots are the Transformers. Like when they kick up gravel, he's blowing mm -hmm. that up on the set and stuff. So that really adds a lot to it. I think, and he also really puts a lot of effort into like how they move and like the weight they would have and it makes them feel like they're actually interacting with the world and I, and I recently learned an incredible fact about one of the Transformers films uh, so the fourth one was shot in like 3D IMAX 
and there's a scene where a truck power slides towards the camera and one of the like I don't know, VFX guys whatever was sharing he's like basically we realized there was no way to do this shot without crashing the truck into the camera and destroying it so we called Michael and told him and he's like okay how much do these cameras cost and we're like 500k and he's like okay and they filmed the shot and they just power slid a truck into the camera and destroyed it yeah. <laughs> and it's like a two second shot <laughs> well, I mean, you can blow so up a building for the same amount of money. What's the difference if it's a camera, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I just watched the fifth one. Um, I know at least two of you have seen that, right? I've seen oh, it, right? it like multiple. I've seen it a few times. And I um, got the Blu-ray for a buck at the at the rental apocalypse it, a few months ago. The, the fifth one, one, one third of that, maybe two thirds of it, somewhere between one and two thirds of that is, is like one of my favorite movies I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> like cogman is just a complete psychopath like just having yes. a transformer who's like the size of a man but he just keeps like beating the shit out of mark Wahlberg for no reason and then <laughs> the the part where megatron busts all the decepticons out of jail and they're all they all have names that are all like psychotic i i wish that had just been the whole movie but anyway uh the, the war stuff at the end was kind of boring but there was a lot of good stuff there the gag with Cogman providing the backing music is genuinely one of the funniest things I've seen in a blockbuster in years. I, I second yeah, that. Yeah, Anthony I Hopkins was having so much goddamn fun. Like, there's the part where Anthony Hopkins says something to Mark Wahlberg, and he's like, you don't understand, dude. And it just... <laughs> All right, now we're gushing about Transformers films in this, this whole podcast. Yeah, I mean, we're just like burning every bridge for every listener by like. <laughs> That's great. I hope a bunch of like real film dogs get into our podcast and then realize what we're like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but other um, actiony movies, Hot Fuzz, which is also better than this. Um, mm. Let's see. I Not did a lot ask of action. My movies. hometown, baby. Death Proof yeah. and uh, and what do you call it? Planet Terror. Uh, Luke, I don't know if you know the answer to this question or not, but does Europe have reenactors? Because I just got heavy vibes when you know in the states when they'll just oh yeah yeah absolutely there's, um, there's a really famous episode of Peep Show where he gets in with some World War Two reenactors, and then he realizes the guy he's made friends with is just actually a Nazi. <laughs> so I, in this one, I'm just like, does Germany have like Holy Roman Empire? Oh yeah, 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 that, almost certainly. That's probably what they got here. That's I what I was thinking. Vibes for sure. Like Rin Fair was like filled out all the extras in this movie. I, I don't know. That's where they got them, I guess. Yeah, that's what uh, I was. I was just totally had that vibe, and that's not a bad thing. That's a great way to save money, you know. Like Star Trek and Civil War actors, that sort of thing, you know. Uh, yeah, I think stormtroopers. Yeah, I think stormtroopers get asked to do those a lot. Um, Live free or die hard, aka Die Hard Four a movie which I. Do not think is as good as this movie. <laughs> I've only seen that it's one. The Justin Long one. I, I did hate, hate it. it. Okay, I, I, did hate I it. really like that film, and I watch it every time a new Pokemon game comes out because I saw it in the theater and then went on the way home, picked up the new game, and it became like a little tradition for me. All right. I so did it's like hate my the second most die watched Die Hard. Okay, I did That's hate legit. the fifth. I've only seen the fifth one it. once. I never finished the fifth one, so I didn't yeah. see a fifth one. The okay. fourth one would be great if they just put the blood and swearing back in. And I think That's there the is thing. a cut like that. 
I think well, it does yeah. like that exists. Yeah, I have that on DVD. All the, uh, the other diehards I have in a, in a set on Blu-ray, but the Blu-ray of that one is the shorter cut. So if I want that's a, that's why I maybe don't watch Die Hard 4 as much. I'm like, I don't watch DVD. I got the Blu-ray, but the Blu-ray is the edited one. I'm going to watch the first one or the third one again. Maybe the, even the second mm, one. I mean, yeah, I watch the first one like almost every Christmas. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eastern Promises. Great movie. Uh, let's see. Mark's just going to stay on this list forever. Rush Hour 3. <laughs> Rush Hour 3. That's It's always weird to me. When okay. I'm like, wow. What other game adaptations came out around this time? We did Blood Was Rain anyone but Uwe Boll making them? He, uh, he made Blood Rain. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he did make Blood he, All he made was video game adaptations at first. with some kind of mm-hmm. tax incentive or whatever. That's why Alone in the Dark like I've seen House of the Dead, and that one is almost incomprehensible. That's what I was expecting this to be, because that's like I've seen like the movies that he wrote and directed, and those are you know they're what you think they would be. But then he made uh, like all the video game ad- adaptations, and like House of the Dead has actual footage from the video game just randomly spliced into it in a way that <laughs> makes the most sense, and like lots of like made wannabe matrix kind of shit where the camera spins around people but it's just like a guy running around someone in the backyard the whole thing feels like it was filmed in someone's backyard it's really cheap and terrible but like that's more what i was expecting so when i had this like professional polish to it i was actually impressed i was like oh okay like (laughs) yeah i guess with a budget he can make something but like i i I give him credit for even being able to put all this stuff together it's hard to get stuff financed so yeah i mean i could like i got the feeling like maybe right off the camera there were some decent craft service tables you know in this in this movie well around this time um hitman movie which i heard was bad the first hitman movie the resis are Um, already going right yeah resident evil i think three extinction extinction i I haven't actually watched them i haven't actually watched them i'm just going by when i've seen like two of them i think wait this is directed by the guy who did highlander which, yeah, he, he does he does a lot of great stuff. <laughs> a lot of really I mean, I great, thought, amazing stuff. I just thought Paul W.S. Anderson directed every single Resident Evil film. No, he, he came back, though. He had to come back and save the franchise. Uh, well, the <laughs> last one I watched that he directed, I fucking hated and I walked out. Um, it was... Uh, wow, Did he's only made a it? couple of... He's only made a couple of things. Uh, Russell Mulcahy has only done a couple of things after that. Including Teen Wolf the movie from 2023. Teen Wolf the movie. (laughs) The movie of the show of the movie. Yes. But it was already a movie. But now it's a movie again. Okay. Um, DOA Dead or Alive came out, uh, Silent Hill, which was great. Um, DOA is great. That's a Corey Yoon joint. That's softcore porn. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just boobs physics for the whole movie? Yeah, uh, did he do? Oh yeah, he did direct it. Oh, yeah. oh. I never saw it. Does it matter that half of us had no idea that this was a video game adaptation, even after finishing the movie? I think that's probably well, with a good the title thing. like a dungeon siege tale. <laughs> like, mm. what else was it gonna be? It did seem kind I of had... convoluted, but I thought maybe it was a, a German thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, I looked up the um the video game a little bit. It's like a year 2000 pc action rpg it has its fans but like it's a game where you just click on stuff you click on enemies and your dude hits them and you do that for 20 hours 
seems to be the game. Hmm. He, I'm a console gamer. I don't know if he's stuff. It looked boring as ass. Yeah, and it came after Diablo, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never played a Diablo game. I kind of don't don't know if I want to. I, I know that I don't want to. Yeah. The only time I've played them, I spent like a month just mindlessly clicking, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I think I'll stop doing that now. It's not, it's just yeah. a, a hole that sucks up your life and you don't remember doing anything, but it, it's fun for that time. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I'm, I, I need friction mm. in the video games. I want, I want to be punished and I challenged. Friction on my dick and friction on my joystick. Yep. It's at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, what you can the... play some of those games one handed. Mm. It's like always the top comment under like a hentai game that goes on sale. <laughs> You can play this one-handed. I wonder if any of those will turn into a movie. Anyway. Like, Fate is like a really popular anime series, and it kind of started with a hentai game. Hmm, interesting. Sorry, what series? Fate. Okay. I've I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Ambiguous word. It just kind of went straight through my head, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are the the ghouls in here? The Krug? I mean, I just want to call them the Krugs. Krugs. It sounds like a Futurama right. joke. Yeah, yeah like Krugs. How, how'd you feel about the Krugs? I thought they were like entertainingly <laughs> derpy. Yeah, they didn't get a look at one. It seemed they it just had put. Looks. It seemed like they just had like crumpled fabric on their face or something. Like it was a mask. They, There's a few where they look like Ninja Turtle kind of like beast men or something like they look like beast master characters or something like that that would pop up in like an 80s fantasy but it, like most of the time they just have hoods over them but occasionally they would pull them up and you'd see like a cool little monster mask but yeah they were pretty vague with them the entire time but i thought they were pretty cool designs i don't know i thought they were they reminded me of something like a cheesy 80s fantasy movie but they, yeah, i mean this could have been the best Masters of the Universe movie ever if it just came out in like 1986 and they changed the names of people. <laughs> I guess you'd have to have a Skeletor, but I, I uh, guess that's where this is Skeletor in this, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Liotta's Skeletor. Yeah. It could have been Skeletor. <laughs> I mean, Frank Langella is. Prince Adam. <laughs> yeah. Does that make John Reese Davies Orco? Yeah, basically. <laughs> There aren't a whole lot of orcos in this. This is a lot of like adults, I think. Would Matthew Lillard be evil? Well, yeah, there's only like one yeah, child in the would. film and he gets murked at the start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd expect that they'd off his wife, right? But or both of them, you know, gladiator style. But uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, just just impale case. them both on the same sword. Yeah, something like that. So um that that was mildly unexpected. Well, I wrote like his family's about to die, aren't they, in my notes, right? But then mm. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, they just killed the kid. Okay, I thought, I thought they'd go a little further than that. <laughs> well, that was sort of a good thing. This this story was easy to understand, but it wasn't. I never felt like it was going by the numbers. I didn't feel like I knew exactly what was going to happen. Which Your is summary was really sweaty, like in an entertainment, very... in, a, in an entertaining <laughs> way. But yeah, <laughs> I've been kind of, if you can't tell listeners, I'm kind of sick. So uh, my brain ain't, ain't all there. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. So uh, that's why. Um, but yeah, it, it was, um, I didn't. I understood while I was watching it, but it was harder to understand when I was writing it down after I was done watching it. Mm. I wrote down a couple quotes. I guess they're, you know, like, well, I guess it's an outside script in this case, right? 
But uh, mm-hmm. right, what did I write down? Yeah, the guy spent uh, like a year rewriting it so it would be less like Lord of the Rings. Only fools <laughs> give their lives to kings. Yeah, okay, that's 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 real, man. Of course, the men try and take advantage of me because I'm a woman. That seems like a kind of weird line. Um, <laughs> Taken huh? by the Krug. That sounds like an old school hip hop song. I'm just looking at what I wrote down, you know. By the Krug. What was the little, the little quote that Jason Statham repeated and it turned out he got it from the king? It's like a, a life of hard toil makes a man of courage or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that one. Work no. will set us free. Well, if you own your own, it's easy to say that when you're in your, you own your own farm. If you work for the guy who owns the farm, hmm, maybe not so much. Are we really? Are we really at such a low point that we're looking at medieval like farming peasants and being like, "Man, you had it good. You don't even know." <laughs> I, I, I might, you know. <laughs> Everyone I know is on strike right now, or or they're out of work because someone else is on strike. But but once you add in which the I smells, totally support. when you add in the smells of the medieval times, you probably don't want to be there. We we live in a better smelling place, I think. I mean, I don't know, but what, mm. I know what Luke's place smells like, but uh, I don't, I don't know mm. about you other guys. I mean, I have I live in a place with carpet now, so it smells like <laughs> disgusting. Basically, okay, I have an so, air purifier, but so, I, it smells bad. So farmer has it better than you. Okay, so I mean, he owns the farm. You would give me a farm. I be own doing the great. Farm. Yeah. Give me a farm. And then he gets to work a country, all day. A kingdom. He gets a kingdom after that. He gets to go from farm yeah. to kingdom. Yeah, simple. He gets to farm the, the human bodies now. He could farm at his castle, probably. <laughs> I mean, you could you know, set up a little vegetable garden, a victory garden, because he was victorious. If he played Fable maybe he'll 3. be a good king because he's just committed to like agriculture and <laughs> Yeah, he's just people. like the age of ag- of farming is upon us and everyone is just farming all the time and there's just like vegetables everywhere and it's great. Mm-hmm. Agriculture and slaughtering monsters. That is Monster Hunter, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You could you could uh, eat Krug meat, probably. Mm. I Don't they like raise... dissolve when you kill them? Or is that just your captains? Mouth? You need to <laughs> kill them right. like maybe you, maybe you have to do it a certain way, kind of like how there's halal style meat. You you have to slit the orcs, <laughs> oh, excuse me, the krug's throat and let it bleed out, and then you can eat the krug meat. Yeah, but you can't eat the krug with cheese on top of it or something. I think right? you better just you raise your own the army juice. of krugs. Okay, shit. Because if you have an army of krugs, you could just like invade restaurants and get the food for free. I think. <laughs> Wait, but then, but then, where's the food come from? Because we were talking about feeding Krug to people. Then, is is that where the food You're comes from? You're giving up they on Krugs. You're getting the Krugs to help you instead, and and going to. Yeah, yeah. But we were talking about feeding a kingdom. You've just gone back to feeding yourself. <laughs> You've just yeah. gone back. That to would war be a terrible because... king, is what we've learned. <laughs> I'm invading the Applebee's with an army of Krugs. That's what I'm doing as king. <laughs> Have you ever played Fable Three, Matt? I haven't played anything. <laughs> okay. I just thought I'd ask because that is a game about where you're a peasant and then you're a king by the end. Sounds like that'd be several games. Isn't that half the Dragon Quest games? Um, Actually, by the time you're done, it's like that was all. But it was pretty fun. Okay. It was a notoriously half-assed implementation of the ideas. But, you know. Mm. Have you played Krug 3? That's where you start as a Krug and you end as a Krug. <laughs> big, big yeah. And then you become yeah, a Krug 3. Krug. Now, uh, Krug 3, it's like free on, on itch.io or something. 
You can only eat Krug meat if a Krug kills another Krug. If you kill the Krug, it dissolves. Krug it's must like not the kill whole, Krug. If you hit, so, um, can we, if like, you hit some roadkill, you can't eat it, but someone else does, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we drill down on what Krugs actually are? Are they are they summoned by the Dark Magician? Like, are they ethereal? Are they, like, actual creatures that are alive? I, I never really understood. Like, if they were, there's, like, a one-shot where they're, like, down mining, kind of, like, orcs, I guess, or something. And I'm like, are they coming from there, or are they su- just summoned by the sorcerer? I, I never really. I, I think Thank you just you. discovered the secret between the first draft. <laughs> well, and the according to Dungeon Siege draft. Wiki, uh. <laughs> Krug are primitive humanoids native to the lands of Ev. Although they have been around for as long as anyone can remember, they don't seem to possess the intelligence to develop on their own. <laughs> yeah, and so basically, homunculuses they- then. They're just cool with Ray Liotta being their king, and then they gets all that power because We're of so that charming, cool loophole. So it's basically like Palpatine summoning all the star destroyers out of uh, Exegol or whatever the fuck at the end of Rise like, of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess that makes sense. Fully staffed with like stormtroopers and shit for some reason, even though they come out of the ground. And I, I guess he yeah. uses powers to conjure that. Is, or these people all lived under the ground? I don't know. Either way, yeah. that's what I'm assuming is the Krug situation. Yeah, and I Palpatine just... has a stadium full of Sith, even though we're told that there are only like two Sith at a time, but there's also a stadium with like a thousand of them, and they're you just there to awesome? watch. You know what's awesome? I don't yeah. remember any of the stuff you're talking about whatsoever. <laughs> Every time I've talked to someone about that movie, they're like, I watched it once, I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, that's where um, I am. I, I remember um, um, Ray talking down a underground slug. That's about it. I remember um, it was like uh, Kylo Ren and Ray were like just fighting over whether a ship could take off by using lightning to like just throw a ship around, and I laughed like until I cried because that's so goddamn ridiculous. What kind of crying is that? Like it's funny or just like oh no, this, I'm watching this movie. Crying. It's so it's funny despair. that I laughed until I cried. I, I laughed a lot at that movie. I want to read you a line from dungeonsiege.fandom.com slash wiki slash Krug. So I don't in the movie Dungeon myself. Siege in the name of the king, the Krug appeared to be larger and more cannibalistic than their Dungeon Siege one counterparts. They caused serious havoc for the protagonist during the movie. They certainly did. <laughs> also, Matt, I just sent you a link that I saw on this page. Oh, Disco Krug, yeah. Man, you know what? I I looked up Rule Thirty Four Krug, and there are only four entries. Wow. No, oh, that's sad. Not a lot of Krug fic out there. Yeah. Well, this is a movie that uh, apparently cost sixty million to make, and it made thirteen million. So I hope we, I don't well, made two sequels somehow. Yeah, it made um it made more money on um home video because obviously a lot of confused people bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it must be. Well, it probably like, got a pretty limited um it didn't even, release, it didn't right? Cra- in the States, it didn't even crack the top 10 on its release weekend and made like 2 million bucks. I, I don't remember that at all. I mean, I don't remember this movie coming out. I well, don't know that I would have seen it. Flop. <laughs> I don't know that I would have seen it even if I did know about it. But mm. yeah, I'm looking up Dungeon Siege and they're, oh no, these are the video games. I forgot IMDb yeah. has video games. Never mind. I, I was like, I actually watched the sequel because I thought that's what we were talking about. So I, I saw that <laughs> one first, and then I watched the three-hour director's cut of the first one. And the sequel stars Dolph Lundgren, 
and oh, wow. it's very, very boring. It's, oh. it's not much happening. But that, I, thank, so, thank you for your service, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one good thing I can say about it is at the beginning, he's like a karate instructor because I guess this is one where it's like Beastmaster 2. He's going to travel back in time and he's like in the present day in the beginning. Some bullshit. I don't know. Anyway, Dolph Lundgren is a karate instructor for a bunch of eight-year-olds and he's doing a demonstration and he almost chokes someone out to death. And just in a demonstration for children for some reason, he's like really got to prove something. That was the most interesting thing that happened in the movie because I was just like, wait, what is, what is happening? Why, why is he <laughs> trying to murder this man in front of these children? But um, yeah, not yeah, not worth it. And then three, I guess he did all three of them, but I think they uh, the budgets got very diminishing well, returns. Looks like he uh, produced the third one, if I'm reading this correctly. Yes, okay, uh, he produced the. Th- third no he directed it i'm sorry um dominic purcell oh it's um the guy from the flash is in it like stars in it the guy who's like from the guy who's like the bad guy who's like he talks like this (laughs) so not really doesn't seem like he'd be leading man material i guess he could do something else if he wanted but um this is uh this is coming in at 3.0 so this is in our future somewhere Mm. (laughs) Might not have enough reviews. Yeah, it has to. It has oh, to oh yeah, ten thousand votes. To end Good point. Well, uh, doesn't wait. He's got a gun. No, that's not. Never mind. IMDb is so confusing. <laughs> he's got. A gun. No, IMDb is so confusing because it shows with a gun. trailers of everything. That. Yeah, I think he has a gun. Like, because yeah, he starts out in the New York. Oh yeah, something. you're right. He's modern yeah. day hitman. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Knight in King Arthur's Court or whatever the fucking Connecticut Knight, you know, you know what sure. I'm talking about. Yes, Connecticut Knight and King Arthur's, <laughs> all up whatever in King Arthur's shit. I don't know. Connecticut Knight and King Arthur's Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Twenty thousand leagues under King Arthur's Court. Yeah, <laughs> I, I started I looking at. Um, sorry, I, I started looking at the ten star reviews for this, and this isn't one I want to use, but I do want to put this image in your mind because they've uh, mistyped <laughs> the the bat the uh, monsters as as krangs and i was like how how good would this movie be if it was a bunch of krangs like outside of the uh the the robot just a bunch of brains slithering around in the forest trying to kill you that'd be awesome so i i that's me plussing up this movie okay sorry i that's my tangents over no killer brains are an underutilized bad guy they're very cool you, yeah, you mentioned squishies. writer earlier, and I got to point something out about the fact that this writer has done. They wrote Splice. I don't oh know my if you've god! Ever that, but the that's one of my favorite. Name of the King wrote Splice. Oh and my god! A, a movie starring Wings Hauser called The Carpenter, which is pretty insane and weird. But yeah, like that. The, Splice is like a weird kind of David Cronenberg esque movie that Guillermo del Toro produced that came out in like 2010. Um, or something. It was made by the guy who directed Cube, which uh, is another Canadian guy by the name of by the name of Vincenzo Natali. Yeah, Splice is one of my favorite movies of the 21st century. I absolutely loved it. Went to see it opening night. There's a scene where like these two specimens are supposed to be introduced to this like uh, board meeting and they just kill each other and it's blood just goes everywhere and it's incredible. It's one of the it's god it's a great movie anyway i just think that's one more fascinating things it's like you look someone up and it's like oh they did all these like 
different types of jobs and like just completely, you know, bizarre different uh, projects that they worked on. You see that a lot with like cinematographers. They'll like do like 20 romantic comedies and then Apocalypse Now or some shit. And you're just like, oh, wait, your, uh, your list of films is quite amusing. Yeah, for sure. Pay the working guy, I guess. Shall we put the question on this one if it's a film or if it's a filth? It's a film. I think the more interesting question is how did this end up on this list? I think Bowl's it must be Uber. There's, there's, there's more Uber Bowls above it, right? Like people people love to latch on to so and so is bad and then not give anything they ever do a chance ever. Well this <laughs> and is, uh it was about this time when there was a petition, the the like change.org petition and maybe it wouldn't that, but uh, to get him to stop making movies, right? Hmm. Yeah, it's like, but he leans into it because I think he thinks it's funny and ridiculous, which it is. I mean, the idea of him boxing his critics is also ridiculous <laughs> and kind of fun. I mean, unless he, he attacks someone who doesn't deserve, doesn't, didn't ask for it, I guess, but it's, I don't know. It's, yeah, in a it's ring for a fight with someone, that's asking for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's is, like, it, is this on a top 100 list? Eh, no, but I, I, I have it. It should be on a bottom 100 list for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I like, I don't even know if like fans dislike this. But there's not that many Dungeon Siege fans out there. It's not like this is a super beloved property they've pissed on. It seemed to be a pleasant enough film, like a decently made film, featured characters and monsters from the series. Like, maybe it's nothing like the game at all and people are mad. (laughs) I have no idea. Like, Matt, you didn't play a whole lot of Street Fighter before watching the Chun-Li movie, right? I mean, did you? Like 20 years ago, I played a whole bunch of Street Fighter. I guess I guess everybody's played Street Fighter. And that's part yeah, of yeah. I think everybody's movie. played Street Fighter. So, you know, it certainly wasn't coming in cold on that one. It, it, did I play a bunch of it right before we did the podcast? No, but uh, I did. The, I made a point to go play some in an arcade before we did the podcast. I guess that's worthwhile. Um, I mean, I worked on an Excel spreadsheet yesterday, and that's about the same as playing Dungeon Siege from what I can tell. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, been looking. I've been car shopping. I think that's actually more exciting. Yeah, fuck you, PC gamers. That's the official message of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, definitely. I'm not um not building a PC so I can play games again right now. I was thinking about the Warcraft movie, which I have not seen to be honest. But that's that's coming in the other way, where it's like a a supposedly very good director. Um, hmm. So, I, and that film has like its its little base of like mega fans. Yeah. What did I say? Um, yeah, I to, to, David Bowie's about- son. Yes. Yeah, one of my notes is that this movie is about as good as Warcraft. Like, yeah, like that would like you got like the really good effects that that movie has, but the writing and like the world building, I was like, this is on par with that. <laughs> the thing good. about Warcraft is that it had way like like a ton of CGI characters, whereas yeah, I would has... rather I would rather watch a bunch of actual dudes in armor in the in the woods than a bunch of CGI, especially when it's a bunch of incredible actors who are even if some of them are phoning it in that's fine cuz they're well even the actors i didn't good. know before watching this were pretty good like yeah, the, the, the captain. captain of the knights or whatever he was decent yeah i'd watch Terrish. him in an action film yeah mm-hmm. um just to answer your earlier question we do not meet mr bowl again until december 2025 at which point blood rain Jesus. comes on the list after that i think we get a couple more alone in the dark is there House of the Dead is there. So 
yeah, he's he's he, like this. You know, if if the point here is just to shit on Uwe Ball, being just at number ninety one actually means like there's must be some love for this movie. Um, yeah, it's only it's well, only made this list because some some jokester thinks it's funny to rate all the Uwe Ball movies a zero and write some review where they're trying to prove that they're the new angry video game nerd or whatever. Yeah, and and the thing is. We you can't you have to remember that we are just starting out on the bad list and will be sinking. So this is kind of the best of the bad, even though right. I but I mean, there's a, there's a, a fucking spread. billion movies. Yeah, you should be able to find a hundred that are actually bad. Yeah, my problem. But, well, it's we're I mean, going on a rating by the public, and the public are idiots. I I don't know <laughs> if I could find I don't know if I could find you a hundred movies that I hate, which is. Kind of funny to say because I'm sure I could, I could just go to a second hand shop and buy some shitty second hand DVDs. I could find you worse films than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have I two. The... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the threshold also kind of keeps people out. Like it depends on like a movie that a ton of people see that they also think is bad, which like people, like normal people have to see it, I guess is more like people who aren't trying to see every movie ever made. You know, and I think that's what pushes some of these movies really high because. And I think it was also being compared to Lord of the Rings, which is what, what it was like advertised as at the time and stuff like that. So it's also timing for a lot of times in movies like this. Like I said, I think you put this on streaming now and people wouldn't bat an eye. They'd be like, oh, no, it's pretty good. But That's it's like, just like time, when it came out and like expectations of what a movie would be like. And I think that's a big thing, too, is like you didn't see a lot of movies like that looked that cheap. And maybe if it was in a theater, people would be like, what, what is this? But now if you saw a movie that looked that cheap, it'd just be normal because everything kind of looks cheap. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. it's like a hundred million dollar movie. And even those have these really bad. I've, I've seen the flash. That doesn't look very good. And that was not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've, yeah. we've all as a society kind of given up on CGI ever looking better. So it's like <laughs> looking at this is from like 15 years ago. It doesn't yeah. really look that much worse than, a Netflix or Disney oh, no. Plus show. It has the same kind of vibe in the sense that it probably like they didn't have like a lot of they just had some cameras, some lights, and like a few costumes, and you know they shot it best they could or whatever. Like that's like a lot of the streaming material, but people have become more used to that. Whereas I think if you throw that this in a theater back then, and a lot of stuff that's on Netflix now, you throw it on a, in the theater, and people will be like, "What the fuck is this?" It's like all like how you deliver it, I guess. Um, well, yeah, for a movie back then, where that it would have a probably be pretty big budgeted. I think if it was some kind of fantasy thing in a movie theater, I guess I don't. I, I don't. I genuinely have a problem with how Marvel movies build up the the end, and then they're like, "Whoa, here it comes!" And it's like a ton of stuff all happening at once in CGI. That's like very difficult to parse, and it's not interesting, and you're not. You're not actually worried about anything happening to your heroes. The big brown. The battles in this were better than the battle in Endgame. Yeah, I agree. About as long Actual as the one I was screen. <laughs> like, yeah, he, does, it, it, he does leg drops and throwdowns and stuff, which is fun too. Like he's not just swinging swords; he's like dropping mm-hmm. yeah. and stuff. It's like, I, that was like one thing I did really enjoyed about the action is that it was like over the top and kind of like silly with some martial arts and. Almost like wrestling moves thrown in and stuff. It was that that yeah. was like a highlight. I mean, the forest nymphs only really existed to show up as badass ninjas, and that was amazing. That's fine. <laughs> um, so I've got two reviews here. One is probably more entertaining, but it is snarky. 
The other one is less entertaining, but actually an earnest 10 star review. Which one do you want to hear? Okay. Just uh, only earnest 10 star. Yeah. The earnest okay. One. Let's do the earnest one first. Maybe, maybe we got time for both. 10 out of 10, sure. a pretty nice movie. Malcedon. I really like this one. I looked into the movie and a couple scenes really just catched me. After that, I just kept watching. It's a one thing led to another with a variety of characters in a medieval setting. There are a lot of emotions that are visualized that I really like. The interaction, the banter in between the characters, the acting is very good. The story is simple. A one thing leads to another structure built set by set and such progresses throughout. It doesn't quite make sense, but it seems earnest. Uh, that's my aside. It's a lot like that a theater That just reminded play. me, though. The, um, I was watching the film. And I was like, oh, this is fun. This is good. And then there's the little scene where him and his, like, the king reconnect like, before the king dies. And I was literally sat there at my lunch like, fuck, this film just made me feel an emotion. No, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, next yeah, the line... part where they were going to have the duel and, like, where uh, the ca commander Terish was going to fight like Matthew Lillard, I was like, oh shit. And I was like, I, I did not feel this excited during most of maybe half the movies we've seen so far. We, Luke, you're going to agree with the next sentence here more. It's a lot like a theater play, but without its limitations. Mm -hmm. So getting back to your pantomime thing, right? The fighting yeah. scenes are also pretty good. There's plenty of action. The actors are doing a very good job. They're obviously veterans. The characters and their interactions are done well. The settings and decorations are very good, rougher, more like how old movies used to be. Overall, I really like this movie. Zero out of two found this helpful. <laughs> Did, was the snarky was the one you read as snarky that this is the greatest fantasy movie of our time? Uh, here, I'll read that one because it's not that long. Unintended right. brilliance. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. The movie is meant to be a larger than life picture such as Lord of the Rings, but falls terribly short. So short, in fact, that it's gut wrenchingly hilarious. I've watched this movie more than almost any other movie I've seen. The acting is either overdone or underdone for most of the film. The script is bland and, and doesn't usually fit into the anticipated atmosphere of the scene. Jason S. uses a boomerang to kill Krug, which are supposed to be like orcs on Lord of the Rings. Um, they look more like dirty Power Rangers. Bernard <laughs> plays an emotionless king and is such a golden aspect of the unanticipated humor. I can't recommend this film enough. You will not regret watching this with a few lighthearted friends. An easy 10 star. 8 out of 13 found that helpful. Which, I feel like the okay. earnest one was more helpful. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I want to do this one. I want to do this one. Okay, this is the it. greatest fantasy movie of our time by L. Drake 8. This movie has everything needed to be considered the greatest fantasy epic of our time. Spoiler alert, Krugs, Dark Magic, Intrigue, Ray Liotta, Ninjas, Braveheart, Burt Reynolds, Women on Magical Vines, Gladiator, Accents, Neo, and the best CGI since Van Helsing. Like Big Fish, it is a father-son reconciliation story. Like Top Gun, it is a story of men at war with Krugs lighting themselves on fire before being launched from catapults. Awesome. Every minute you watch this movie, you'll find yourself saying, I can't believe what I am seeing. I can't believe what I am hearing. I can't believe that humans made this. This is why I'm drawn to film. Poets sometimes talk of the shock of recognition that it is in all great art. That shock you feel at seeing something familiar in a fresh way. A new perspective on a familiar scene. In the name of the king embodies that kind of art. It is truly a film for the 22nd century mind. Nine out of 30 found this helpful. What I think thinking? I agree with all of that unironically. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> So, I think Lawrence of Arabia would have been greatly improved by dudes catching themselves on fire and getting into catapults. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I'm seeing if there's uh, any other of the, the filth that I would put above this one. 
Uh, Speed 2 still gets the, the crushing the town. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, Speed 2 is pretty great, but like this if has... If you put Statham better... in the lead role, then yeah, Speed 2. Would oh, be then that'd be a phenomenal movie. Yeah, That'd be okay. too much, yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to get that, which is also directed by Ben Wheatley, which is the other thing that's blown my mind. Oh, that. yeah. Is that... <laughs> Yeah, he made uh, High Rise is one of my favorite movies the last twenty years. He's only made movies like that. He's never made anything like this. He's made like thirteen like small kind of weird crime dramas and art films or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I don't. I'm gonna <laughs> so, watch. I'm gonna go back and watch the first Meg just so I can watch the Ben Wheatley Meg. Um, <laughs> Philip, you can answer this if you know the answer, but the, I guess this is more for Luke and Mark. Uh, this or the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. I Oh, I like this. it's better. Very yeah, much I like this. it's better. Okay, okay, because they are kind of different. I had fun watching both. The, right, the, so. the the Flintstones was like that's that's cute, that's endearing, but this is like I am into this. The Flintstones, I, I was enjoying it for about twenty minutes, and then I got so bored. Okay. Whereas this, I genuinely watched the whole film and had a good fun. Had yeah, good this one's a better watch through. I guess I, the, the Flintstones for me is just like that's exactly the kind of insane art direction that I want to see. You know, yeah. This one is a little, little again, a little more like. um warmed over lord of the rings as as it mm. was meant to be <laughs> but I, i'm definitely much more of a fantasy guy than you matt so true flintstone's history historical epic no i mean i'm just saying i'm a fantasy guy you know like will you be in my fantasy <laughs> um, say i'm not much of a fantasy guy but i i like the uh scale of this this fantasy like i i generally tend to like small scale stuff which is why i love the green knight like that's a fantasy oh, green film. knight is phenomenal yeah <laughs> yeah but sometimes... i watched that alone in a theater which we have near where i live that's like mm -hmm. an old converted i got i don't know if it was like a theater before it was a movie theater or like a church or something but it's just a hall with like plastic seats and i was alone watching the green knight and it was incredible wow perfect <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Um that and the Northman from recent years. Both um mm. you guys should see the Northman. It's really great. You've seen the Northman, right, Phil? The movie that ends the same way that Christmas Evil ends. Yeah. Well it's revenge yeah. <laughs> then it's Christmas Evil. Oh but... God. Christmas Evil. You can't can't get a much better comparison than that. <laughs> All movies should end like Christmas Evil, honestly. Like that's yeah, for sure. The ultimate ending to a movie. We're we're stuck with uh, what are we stuck with? Black Christmas, I think. Yeah, uh, I heard black people like Black Christmas. Is that on the bad list? It's probably well, the course. most, which I haven't seen, but the the original and the first remake are both actually amazing. Like genuinely, yeah. some of the best movies Black, ever, black I, Christmas is a uh, guest requested episode. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it. That's been on my want to watch list for a long time. Um, but but I have friends who watch Christmas Evil every year, so I've seen I saw that first. As long as they're in the All right, we wrap this up. I want to go to the gym. Okay. Right. Uh, plugging people, plug plug uh, plug plug. Yeah, plug. Yeah, I'm Phil, you got plugs. Plug. Phil, you got plugs. Uh, I don't know. Where people maybe, find you. I guess my Instagram mostly right now. Uh, films on gray velvet uh, with underscores that's yeah that's mainly where i post right now it feels good about posting stories that are fun and posting lots of them i'd never post anything 
So yeah, I'm wearing a plug right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go put a plug in. All right, whatever. Our plugs. Hey, support us on patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. Find all our podcasts there. Film podcast podcasts about films, podcasts about TV, podcasts about games. Podcast. Okay. I don't I don't I mean boxing is a solitary sport, right? You, you just it's one could do it against the other. But but if Uwe Boll had gone for wrestling, I, I would have I would have been on his tag team back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based on this. I movie. would pay twenty five dollars to see Uwe Boll fight someone. I'm kind of depressed. It's that psychologist I... with the steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> You're on I his do. side now, but you haven't made it to his other movies yet. Like, That's I, true. I, yeah. <laughs> it has to be something. I've seen the trailer for Blood Rain, and it did kind of make my skin crawl. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I want to be on the other tag team eventually. We'll see. I don't know. But for now, but, you I'm know. depressed that I bought Once Upon a Time in America on Blu-ray for $4, and I did not buy this instead on Blu-ray for $4. That's what I should have done. <laughs> yeah. Always the correct choice. Ah. Uh. All right. Um, to I'm look hit- out for Krugs. Mm. <laughs>